starting a brand new series called All In, All In. And so we just want to remind you, though, that, that you have to be listening for the Holy Spirit to speak to you throughout this message. You know, we believe that anytime we come together around the word of God, he wants to speak to us, right? He wants to speak to us, but we need to lean in and we need to listen to what he's saying. And so when something sticks out to you in the message, um, write it down on your notes or underline or circle things that you see there uh, in your Bible, because God is always speaking. So let's make sure that we are listening. Amen. Well, let's pray together this morning. Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us through your word today, God. God, challenge us to go deeper as we endeavor to go all in with you and all in with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the text for our series um, comes from Matthew chapter 22, a very familiar scripture. Um, It's going to be on the screen, or you can also open your Bibles and turn there today. Matthew chapter 22, and we're going to be reading verses 37 through 39. So let's read that together this morning. It says this, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, Jesus doesn't say love God with just a part of your heart. He doesn't say, love God with that little slice of your soul that's not being occupied by other things. Uh, He doesn't say, love God with whatever energy you have left in your mind after you're done with a long day of work. No, he says to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Because you see, he doesn't want our divided attention. He wants our devoted attention. I'm going to say that again to make sure you got it this morning. God doesn't want our divided attention. He wants our devoted attention. He wants us to be all in. Everybody say all in. You know, I believe that God wants us to be all in in our relationship with him, but he also wants us to be all in in our relationship with his people. You see, God has brought us together as a community of believers to live out our faith right here where we are planted. I want you to just think for a moment, what could God do with a group of people who have decided to be all in for him and all in for the church? What could that look like? Think about it. What miracles would we see? What life transformation could happen? How many souls could be saved? How many people and needs could be cared for if we decided as a church to go all in? So some of you might be saying, okay, Krista, like I'm hearing you. You want us to go all in, but all in on what? Like, that's the question we want to answer for you today. We want to remind you of the mission and the vision that the Lord has given us at the Grace Place. And we want to remind you how we're going to accomplish it. So what is the mission of the Grace Place? What is the vision of the Grace Place? Why do we exist? And and why has God put this church in this community for you and for I to be a part of? 
They're going to put it on the screen. And I just want us to read it together. The vision of the grace place. Let's read it together is we aspire to be caring people, caring for people. Let's say it again together. We aspire to be caring people, caring for people. You see, we don't just want to do church We want to be the church. We want to be the church. You know, the second part of our text today, Jesus commanded us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And and that's what we're here to do, to love and to care for people. So what does it mean to be all in at the grace place? Well, Well, first of all, in your notes, it means that we are a part of a family who gathers together. We're a part of a family who gathers together. Here is how we like to describe this. We would say, as we gather to do life with one another, we invite and welcome others into the family. Invite and welcome others into the family. You know, if we were to take ownership of that and and personalize it this morning, it would sound something like this. I aspire to faithfully gather with my church family. If you're all in, that's your aspiration. That's what you want to do. You want to be faithful to gather with your church family. You know, we see this in Hebrews chapter 10. We'll read verses 24 and 25. It says this, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You see, we do this by being faithful to gather on Sundays. You know, I love our Sunday gatherings because it just feels like a big family reunion. There's just something about getting in a room with like-minded people to worship the Lord and, and to pray for one another and to hear his word. There's nothing like it. But we don't just gather on Sundays. We also gather in small groups throughout the week. You know, this is why we have C groups. You, you hear us talking about them all the time, but this, this is why. Because C groups are the way in which we provide care and community for all of our people. That's how we do that. And, and, and today just so happens, it's nice that it happened, but today just so happens to be our C group launch party. And this is when we kick off a new session of groups that you can be involved in. We offer groups for individuals, for families in all different seasons of life. And we even have special interest groups. And and the goal is to create opportunities for the people of the Grace Place to gather, to do life together. So Pastor Amanda will be sharing a little bit more about this at the end of service and letting you know how you can be involved. So, So how do you go all in? How do you be all in at the grace place? Well, number one, you gather together. Number two, we're a part of a family who grows together. We grow together. Here is how we like to describe this. As we pray and read the word, our identity in Christ is revealed and it transforms who we are. The word transforms who we are. So, so if you're all in and you were to say this, um, take ownership of it and make it personalized this morning, you would say this, I aspire to live a life that is growing in Christ and helping others to grow as well. Doesn't that sound like a good thing for us to do? If we're all in, we're going to be growing, but we're also going to be helping others to grow. Ephesians 4.15 says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. 
It is important for us as believers to have an active growth plan, okay? Like growth does not happen by accident. We have to have a plan. If we want to be more and more like Christ, we've got to spend time with him. Time in prayer. We've got to spend time in his word, studying his word, because his word is what shows us who he is and and what he expects from us. This is why we offer cultivation classes on Wednesday nights, for you to come and dive deeper into his word. This is why you're going to always hear us hammering over and over again for you to take a next step by by going to starting points and getting baptized and, and going through our discipleship track. All of these things will help you to not get complacent in your walk with the Lord. We can't get complacent. We can't get stale. We've got to be growing because you see, God loves you right where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He loves you where you're at, but he loves you way too much to just let you stay there. If we're going to be all in, we've got to grow. She's a hard act to follow. How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? Well, hey, we're reminding you guys uh, what it means to be all in at the Grace Place. And so far, Krista talked about being a part of the family who gathers and grows together. The next thing we're going to talk about is being a part of the family. In your notes, we want to say that we're a family who gives together. Somebody say give. Here's how we like to say this and describe this. We like to say this, as we own the vision, we cheerfully give our time, talents, and resources. And now if we were going to personalize it as individuals, here's what we would say. I aspire to be committed and accountable to doing my part in the family. I love what 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7 says. Paul says this. He says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. How many of you want to reap generously? Would you just wave your hand? So let each one give as he has purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Here's what Scripture's saying. It's saying this. We get out of life what we put in it. It's kind of quiet in here. (laughs) We get out of life what we put in it. If we sow into our relationships, if we sow into the house of God, if we sow into our personal relationship with Jesus, guess what? We're going to reap. But if we don't sow into our family and into our marriage and into our job, and we don't sow into our church family, and we don't sow into the kingdom of God, we're going to reap very little. Now, I'm pretty certain as I, if I would ask each one of you one-on-one, how many want to reap little, no one's going to say, yeah, I want to reap little. So I believe today that God's word is challenging us to sow deep because here's the reality. We cannot reap what we don't sow. Somebody say, uh-oh, that was probably for my neighbor, not for me. See, when we're all in and we do our part to give, it is how we own the vision. And here's the question we should probably all ask ourselves today. We should ask ourselves this question. Am I sowing generously or am I sowing sparingly? We're reminding you what it means to be all in at the grace place. Somebody say all in. in. The next thing in your notes 
when we say we're all in, here's what we mean. We mean this, that we are a family who goes together. Somebody say go. Here's how we like to describe this. We say this, as we live on mission, we reveal the caring heart of God to the world. And if you were to personalize this and make it yours and take ownership of it, here's what you could say. I aspire to be committed and accountable to making a local and global impact. You know, we see God living on mission. The very first thing he did was he went on mission and created the world. The, the next thing he did as man messed up the world is Jesus went on mission and came into this world to reveal the Father to us. Matthew 28, 19, God commissions each and every single one of us to be on mission. It says, and Jesus commissioned his disciples to go into all the world. See, we're a people who are a going people. Why? Because we are the image of God. God is a going God. And what are we going around the world with? We're going around the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why here at the Grace Place, we go into our community. Uh, we go in our community with our serve days just this last week. As a matter of fact, yesterday, we went to Arlington ISD. We took an incredible group of people. And thanks to the leadership of Dr. Burwise, Delia over here, uh, for leading our church and a allowing us these opportunities to go into our community and serve families who have needs, bring backpacks. It was so incredible. Kids were getting uh, dental screenings, vision screenings. Uh, it was just incredible what the community, when we come together, what we're able to do for people who are in need. But because we care about going and sending the gospel out, we also support 130 missionary partners that are going all around the world where you and I probably will never put a foot. And they are sharing and showing the love of Christ with the world. So we want to invite you to put the mission of being caring people, caring for people into action. And we always, we say that around here through our A-team declaration. That is what you just heard. The people who are saying, hey, we want to be all in. And so let's say it all together, loud and strong. If you want to be all in, it's going to be up on the screen. And here's what it says. It says, I'm a part of a family who gathers together, grows together, gives together, and goes together. It's not on the screen because I didn't give it to them. So that is not their fault. Everybody look at them and say, it's his fault. Oh. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, today we'd like to introduce you to something um, that is new that we're calling. You're supposed to stay up here with me. Okay. Okay. Well, we're... <laughs> it's, it's hard, y'all. I'm a wild cannon. It's hard to it's hard to tag team with him. He always goes off the script. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No. Okay, so today we want to introduce you to something new that we're calling the Grace Place Way. Okay? Can you say that with me? The Grace Place Way? The Grace Place What Place is Way. the Grace Place Way? Well, the Grace Place Way describes what we desire the culture of TGP to be. You know, at your house. You have your own little family culture, your family dynamic, right? And, and, and it essentially says, like, this is how we do things around here. 
And at the Grace Place, we have a culture here as well. And and so many times a culture is made up of um, unspoken things that happen by accident. But we don't want our culture to happen by accident. We want to be intentional about the kind of church we want to be. And so quickly this morning, we're going to hit the top 10 things that we want the culture of the Grace Place to look like and to be. And, and it's no you know particular order, so don't go like, oh, that wasn't number one, Krista. Jesus was number one. No, it's not in any, any order, uh, but we want to give you the top 10 things um, that we want uh, everybody to, to know that this is the kind of church that we want to be. Number one, we are friendly. We're yeah. friendly. This is why we care about smiling and just saying hi. You know, it seems so simple, but it's actually very powerful. I I often tell our leaders and our volunteers that, uh, and I challenge them, uh, you know, just if you look at someone, if you see, see them, if you make eye contact, just smile and say hi. And, and I want to challenge you today. It's so simple. Just if you see someone walking down the hallway or in the lobby, or when you sit down at your seat, just greet them, smile and say hi. It's so easy. We're going to practice it today. Okay. So just look at your neighbor, look him in the eye, smile, and say hi. Hi. Wasn't that easy? Hi. That was hi. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so simple. But you know what? One of the top things that we hear people, new people say when they come to our church is that they say, you guys are so welcoming. And we want to keep it that way, okay? We don't want that to ever change. And so this means that we need to be purposeful about opening our doors and opening our hearts to new people. We're not a club. We're not a clique. We are welcoming people, and we are friendly. And if we want to have a friendly church, that means that we have got to be friendly. Amen? Amen. Hey, next in your notes, we're a family. Somebody put your hand on the person next to you and say, say, hi, family. Hi, family. Hey, this is why we provide groups. Hey, this is why we provide these groups so that you can be cared for. How many of you know that a family is to be there to care for you? Listen, we want to make sure to create environments for you because here's the reality. God created families so that people could grow in them, so that people can be developed in them. Families are are there to help mature us. Sometimes it's not really fun when our family is maturing us. You know, family is a safe place to make mistakes. It's a great place for us to come back to anytime we're struggling in life or there's something going wrong in life. Family is always a safe place for us to come back to because we know that when we're at home, we can be loved. All right. So we're friendly. We're a family. Next thing is we are Christ-centered. We are Christ-centered. This is why you're going to consistently hear us point people to Jesus. We're going to consistently be pointing them to Jesus because we know it's not our creative strategies. It's not our amazing programs that will transform people. It is only Jesus that can transform. He is our priority. He is our focus and everything else is just icing on the cake. Hey, the next thing is this. We are a safe place. Somebody say safe. 
safe. You know, we're not a perfect church, but we strive to be a safe and healthy place. And that's why we have high accountability. How many of you know accountability is important? Yeah. And we want you to know that we're a safe place for your finances. You know, our church members vote on boards, on our board uh, every single year we vote on our board. And that board sees every single penny that is spent in this church. Not a single thing is spent without their eyes on it because we want to make sure that we are accountable. So we want you to know that your finances are in safe hands. We also want you to know that your kids are in safe hands. You know, kids ministry around here, working with minors, it is important to us that they are safe. With all of the craziness that we see happening in our world, and it's not just outside the church, it happens in the church too. We wanna make sure to set up safeguards. So because of that, we do extensive background checks on every single volunteer, whether they're working with minors or not, so that we know who is serving in the house. How many are grateful for that? We also make sure to have a six-month waiting period on any volunteer who wants to serve with our kids. Here's why. Because somebody could pop in our church, fill out the next step card, and say, I want to serve with kids, and bing, bang, boom, they pass a background check, but we don't know anything about them. We want to make sure to get to know them during those six months so that we know who we are putting with your kids. Listen, we take the safety of your kids seriously. And the next thing is this, we are safe for your spiritual journey. You know, um, there is so much information out there, stories coming out where uh, spiritual leaders have abused their authority. And we want to make sure that we hold our leaders accountable for emotional and spiritual growth so that the leaders who are leading you and are involved with your life are healthy emotionally and spiritually. We don't tolerate emotional or spiritual abuse around here. Uh, We expect every single one of our board members, all of our pastors, all of our ministry directors and those leading people to lead the way in next steps, to take all of the next steps that we offer so that they are emotionally healthy leaders. Uh, we ex- you can expect and know that if people make any allegations of overstretch of leadership or abuse in any way, that we're going to take those things seriously. And here's why. Because a leader without accountability is a dangerous leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the uh, grace place way and we're defining our culture here. And so, so that we, so that it's clear the kind of church that we want to be. So the next thing is we're a place for healing and restoration. We are a place for healing and restoration. We want to be a church that is healed and healthy um, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Okay? Like, we want to be healed and whole. And we want to be a place for people who are broken can come and find healing. That's why we preach practical Bible-based message. Because we know that the word of God is what brings healing. The word of God will transform and bring healing. And this is also why we care more about who you are becoming in Christ than what you can do for us. It's more about you and your relationship with the Lord than what talent or ability that you bring to the table and how you can serve this house. We want to be a place for healing and restoration. That's so good. Hey, the next thing in your notes is we are diverse. 
Listen, this is why we celebrate generational, ethnic, and economic diversity in our church. How many are grateful for that? We want to be a place where you can bring your friends and your family and your community no matter what they are like. And because of that, we tend to have people from all different political spectrums in this house. And because of that, we don't get up here and uh, nose punch political agendas and nose punch political issues, but we do preach biblical values. And when a passage calls for it, we're going to unashamedly preach God's word. And I will promise you this, that no matter what side of the fence you stand on, God's word will step on your toes and it will challenge you. (laughs) Amen. The next thing in your notes is we are a missional people. We are a missional people. That's why we challenge you to not only gather together and get filled up, but we also challenge you to go. You see, we want to be a church that lives on mission. We're we're not just a country club for Christians. It's our desire that the people of the Grace Place would take the Great Commission seriously. Do you take the Great Commission seriously? If we do, that means that we will go, that we will share and show the love of Christ with everyone we come in contact with. Hey, the next thing is this, that we champion the next generation. If you are the next generation in the house, say thank you really loud. (laughs) Hey, if you're a parent in the house and you have kids and grandkids that you want to make sure that they are raised in church and stay in church, say thank you. It's often said that the church is losing the next generation. Now, part of that statement is true, but it's also true that oftentimes the methods and the ways of the upcoming generation are not welcomed in the church. And it's often that they're not welcomed at the table. So the other reality is that oftentimes the next generation is leaving our table, leaving our space that we have invested in, and they are creating their own. How many know that it is our responsibility to make sure to do a good handoff to the next generation? Yeah, yeah. And that's why uh, Pastor uh, Bruce and Pastor Pam are constantly investing and not just watching your kids, not just teaching the Bible to your kids, but putting vision into your students so that they would recognize the leadership that God has put in them, the mantle and the calling that God has put in their life to lead where they are. And how many know when our kids learn how to lead where they are, no matter how old they get, they're going to continue to lead and they will be the future leaders of our church. I love what Pastor Mike and Don used to always say. They would say this to their generation and above. They would always say, we had our day with our preferences and the things that we liked. Let's build a church for our kids and grandkids so that they can have a place that they like and want to be a part of. And I say the same thing to you. Let's build a church where your kids and grandkids want to thrive and grow up and not leave. All right. So the last part of the Grace Place way is we are fun. Can somebody say we are fun? Psalms 122.1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house house of the Lord. This is why we want the grace place to be fun. We want um, church to be something you look forward to throughout the week. We want it to be the highlight of your week to be able to come 
come and enjoy the presence of God. That you would get to come and connect with your friends that are like family. That that you would get to lay your burdens of the week down and just rest in the Lord. You see, as Christians, we should be known as the most fun people around. I don't know that that's always true of us, but it should be that we should be the most fun people. You see, we ought to have the greatest joy because we have the greatest hope. Yeah. We ought to have the greatest joy because we have the greatest hope. And so we want the atmosphere of the grace place to just be a little glimpse of heaven on earth. And I don't know about you, but I think heaven is going to be fun. Amen. Amen. We're, we're reminding our church, and there may be some people who are new who don't know what we mean when we say all in. So maybe you're not getting a reminder today, but maybe you're getting a sneak preview into, into our church and into what we're about. But, you know, we express all these things, uh, the A-Team Declaration, Gather, Grow, Give, and Go. We, we are creating language to our culture uh, by talking about the Grace Place way so that you can understand it. So that it's not something that we, we are wondering what we should be doing, but we know exactly what God has called us to do. But here's the reality. Before we can ever be all in with the church family, we've got to be all in with Jesus. 